Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, how are you? I'm fine, how are you today? Very well, thank you. Happy day after Valentine's Day, and happy New Year. It's the last day of Lunar New Year. So did you have a nice Valentine's I Day? I did, yes. We went to uh, Grand River Brewery, mm -hmm. and uh, the, the decor there was awesome. It was cool. It, they had the 80s theme for the last four days, so it was cool. There was a DJ in there playing 80s music, and uh, we had a nice meal, Stephanie and I and Ella. It was fun. How about you? What'd you do? Uh, we had uh, dinner at home. Oh, nice. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly? Patty melts. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Homemade? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Very good. That's yummy. Yeah, I think the restaurants were busy last night on Valentine's Day, and I think they enjoyed an uh, extended Valentine's uh, weekend. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, it was great. I was uh, surprised to see how busy it was on Monday, but of course it was Valentine's Day. I did see a lot of people with their kids, um, which uh, meant they couldn't get a babysitter. It's hard to get a babysitter on Monday night. So, But uh, we would have taken our, our daughter anyways, so it was a lot of fun. Nice. What'd you have? I had uh, pretzels, and then I ordered a cup of tomato soup to dip the pretzels in, and I had the barbecue pork pizza, which I get every time. It's delicious. Yeah, it is. Very delicious. And I ran into uh, owners, uh, Justin and Roberto, with their kids running around like crazy. And as you know, they have uh, restaurants all over. And uh, Justin was coming back from Manistee, where they have one. And you mentioned something that I should have brought up to him last night. Are you going to buy the Common Grill? And I didn't ask him that. Yeah, Friday, uh, Chef Craig Common announced to his staff that he was retiring. And the restaurant would close on March 13th. After 30 years, Craig Common and his wife Donna announced they are retiring and moving on to the next phase of their lives. And the business and the building, both of which Craig Common owns, by mm -hmm. the way, for sale. And Craig Common is hopeful that um, he will sell the building and the business to a restaurateur, so that will continue to be a restaurant in downtown Chelsea. Uh, he's not going anywhere. He lives about a mile away from the restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been his home for uh, the last three decades, and he plans on staying in Chelsea. But uh, a lot of people uh, spend a lot of uh, uh, special moments at mm -hmm. uh, the Common Grill. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Yeah, he still he spends a lot of time in Jackson as uh, as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great, uh, you know, that was, remember that was the only place in Chelsea for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, you almost wonder what that restaurant did for Chelsea, if you go back and think about yeah. it, right? Think about it before those new schools were built, um, before a lot of the restaurants were at, the other restaurants were added to downtown. There's been some developments on M52 in that little downtown with plazas. I don't know that that, happens as smoothly and as uh i don't know what the word is well you're right you know without uh, craig the, and donna yeah they the, they uh <laughs> one restaurant was uh, singularly responsible for a resurgence of of a downtown and when you think about uh well the grand river brewery when that opened it started a yeah a downtown renaissance so yeah, uh, Craig Common doing a lot for, and of course, uh, the bread. Everybody loves the bread. Everyone loves the bread, and you always ran into someone uh, you knew. I, I, I enjoyed it. I hadn't been there in a few years, um, but uh, definitely you're not going to be able to get in 
before no. they close, so don't even try. No. Do not even try. Yeah, remember when uh, Gilio's announced they were closing? Oh my god! Couldn't get near the place. Couldn't get in. Yeah. yeah. So similar situation, right? You're not gonna. Uh, uh, yeah. Whoever takes that over, it'll be a new restaurant. It won't be the Common Grill. No. It uh, it will be something new. But it's a great location and a great spot. So uh, the right the right fit will be a success down there for sure. Yeah, I love the space. It's uh, perfect for a restaurant. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, other news over the weekend, uh, longtime Detroit broadcaster Frank Beckman has passed away. Uh, Frank was just 72. He had vascular dementia and had been in declining health for the uh, last several months. He retired um, last May. Mm -hmm. And I didn't three months later, Ill. yeah, three months later, he got the diagnosis. And it was, uh, he had. Uh, you know, rapid decline after that, but of course, famous for uh, the, the show he did on the mornings on WJR and longtime uh, University of Michigan broadcaster, Detroit Tiger broadcaster, Lions broadcaster. Legendary voice. Yeah. Just legendary, legendary voice. Um, locally, we are uh, seeing some mask mandates lifted. A lot of the schools are lifting them. I. Uh, a lot of counties are lifting them as well, and you know I think we're we're a couple weeks away from March and getting into spring and warmer weather. So I, I think we're uh, we're heading in a really really good direction. Yeah, and the latest numbers from the state of Michigan uh, show that we are seeing declining cases, uh, according to uh, Bridge Michigan, uh, cases new cases for coronavirus decreasing sharply. Hospitalizations also continue to fall. Uh, 5,380 cases for the last three days, so a seven-day average of uh, about 2,600 new cases. And the positivity rate is down to at about 12%, and that was triple just mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. Uh, the, the numbers right now are the lowest since last September, and hospitalizations are also declining right now at Henry Ford Legion South. As of yesterday, there are 34 people being treated for coronavirus. Statewide, 2,369 and deaths also appear to be coming down. So, all good signs. Yeah, I think I said this yesterday, but uh, January, I couldn't go a day without hearing someone that I knew that had COVID and was out for a week or so. I haven't, it's, it's been at least 10 days since I've heard about anyone that I know that has had COVID, which is, it's, that's good news for mm -hmm. sure. Well, the amount of people I know, of course. Yeah, well, we both know people. Yes, Yes. a lot of people. So, hey, um, an opportunity uh, to try hockey for free is coming up, and I always encourage uh, people to try hockey, especially when they can try it for free, because it can be an expensive sport. But there's a lot of people out there to help you along the way. So um, there's there's ways to get uh, used, equi used equipment. There's uh, so many people in the in that sport, especially locally, are willing to help. So Saturday, March 5th, one to two, no experience necessary and all the equipment is provided. We've got some great uh, young hockey teams in Jackson. It's a great sport. If you're a parent that likes to yell, it's a great sport for you as well. Speaking of uh, ice, we've got a couple of ice fishing stories. Uh, up in um, Northern Michigan, the DNR announced the uh, annual sturgeon season on Black Lake in Sheboygan County would mm. start on Saturday at 8 a.m. And guess when it ended? 
8.15? 35 minutes later. Really? Yeah. There were only six sturgeon that they could get out of the lake, uh, and then they shut down. <laughs> Have you seen a sturgeon? No, they're... They're, they're uh, bigger than that. Yeah. They're a lot bigger than that. It's nothing you want to catch. No. At least an uh, inexperienced uh, fisherman like mm -hmm. yourself. And in Hudson, Ohio, the, uh, the mayor has resigned after uh, he said ice fishing uh, could lead to prostitution. You know, <laughs> Noah shared this video with me and... Oh, we have a clip. We need to watch it and listen, listen carefully to this mayor. Additionally, if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty? on Hudson mm. Springs Park for X amount of time. And if you then allow Are you familiar ice with the story? fishing yeah. with shanties, then that leads to another problem, prostitution. And now you got the police chief and the police department involved. Just data points to consider. Okay. So I'm not in favor of shanties. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have well. one more thing. <laughs> um, Nicole. It, so if Might I say something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've ice fished in uh, shanties, and there's no sight of, no, no sign of prostitutes anywhere. I don't, I don't know what this gentleman's thinking. It leads me to believe that he has a odd search history on his internet, because <laughs> this guy's coming up with stuff. Um, how did he get to be mayor? He's no longer mayor. Really? He resigned. Shocking. Yeah, he resigned. Well, somehow yeah. he had got he had gotten that far along in his life to put on a, a suit. Um, <laughs> that, that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. yeah. That I mean, and I hear a lot of dumb things. Mm -hmm. uh, former 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 mayor. mayor Schubert. He must have came across a video where there were some ice fishermen using a shanty as a he said uh, house, <laughs> he, he used to be a, a, a crime reporter and he said he that's where he, really yeah. wow here's some exciting news uh, the Associated Press uh, basketball rankings for high school uh, boys uh, released yesterday and Vandercook Lake is in the top 10 oh my goodness in division three with their uh, 13 and now 14 and one record. That's wow. right. Yeah, they're very good. They have <laughs> not been ranked in a long, long, long time. Um, they're very good. We are predicting a Cascades Conference team to go to the quarterfinal, either Vandercook or Napoleon. So just got to win every game. It's so, you know, it's so hard once you get into the uh, playoffs. You got to take every game seriously. Um, you got to have your best effort every game. Yeah. So, and now that they're uh, ranked, you're going to get everyone's best effort. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Today's I, show did is... Did Vander Cook Lake play last night? Did they play last night? I, think I don't know. The, Let me check the scoreboard. Would you like me to get to the scoreboard? <laughs> yes. Let's get to the scoreboard. Brought to you by Extreme Dodge. Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. I'm going to send you over there later. I need you to go pick up a, a car that's ready. <laughs> I, would like, I would like one of those Wagoneers. Can you get me one of those? Have you seen those? You know, Jeep has a, a new motor scooter out. Really? Yeah, huh. we'll have to try that. I've seen a few of those Wagoneers. Those look uh, nice. very cool. Boys yeah. basketball. Uh, Columbia Central, they beat Dundee after a slow start, just four points in the first quarter. They uh, put it together and improved to nine and six overall with the home win. 
Michigan Center 50, Lenaway Christian 45. Dalen Hinkle and Verlandez Williams each scored 11 points for the Cardinals. It was Concord over Britton Deerfield and Vandercook Lake over Addison. Over on girls basketball, Hanover Horton, they took care of Napoleon 35-31. East Jackson 72, Michigan Center 51, and Grass Lake 66, Manchester 33. That was your night in uh, girls basketball. Boys bowling scores. Some more great uh, photos from Jeff over at Jack 60. Clinton 22, Columbia Central 8. This is the 10-pin uh, place. The what? The 10-pin ten ten alley. Oh, 10-pin alley. I'm yeah. sorry. 10-pin alley. Where's the, where is the 10-pin alley? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, where is it, Noah? Tecumseh, Tecumseh, I'm sorry, the 10-pinner in Tecumseh. East Jackson, 22, Quincy, 8, Northwest, 26, Lumen, Christie, 4, Celine, 28, Jackson, 2. Girls Bowling, Clinton defeated Columbia Central. Grass Lake defeated Manchester. Quincy over EJ. Lady Titans over the Lady Mountainies. And Celine beat Jackson, and those are your scores. Let's see what's on deck tonight. We've got uh, our JTV live game. That's going to be Columbia Central at East Jackson. Live coverage starting around 6.45 p.m. for that game. So tune in live tonight, JTV and JTV.tv. And the rest of the schedule is right there. We've also got swimming. Again, I highly recommend getting over to the Jackson High Aquatic Center to check out that Beautiful, beautiful new pool. That's 6 p.m. tonight, and then some more bowling. And that's our scores and on deck for Extreme Dodge. Wear a mask if you go to the uh, Jackson High pool game. Uh, pool is it, is it a mask, 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 mask mandate? Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. Because yeah. they did lift their mask mandate yesterday. Well, maybe they lifted that too. Maybe. Yeah to find out. Bring one in your pocket just in case. Everyone has one in their pocket. Well, <laughs> almost everyone. Mm -hmm. So. And uh, that's the <laughs> Extreme Dodge Sports Scoreboard. Yeah, today's show being brought to you by? Today's show is being brought to you by Vermeulen's Furniture, now in their third generation, family owned and operated. Vermeulen's Furniture, great place to buy name brand furniture at quality prices located here in Jackson, Michigan. Thank you to the Vermeulens. I see both you and Nate Vermeulen uh, pacing the sidelines at girls' basketball games as coaches this season. I tell you, it you know we both work in family businesses, which is tough. There is nothing more difficult, and he will agree, than coaching <laughs> girls' basketball. So, but Nate's a great coach, great coach. Great, glad to have him on the staff. So, we have got a great show lined up for you. We have Dr. Weeding Chen after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. We're happy to welcome to the morning show from Henry Ford Allegiance South, Vascular surgeon, Dr. Wheaton Tina Chen. 
Welcome back to JTV. Thank you. So glad to be here always. Happy uh, Heart Month, National Heart yes, Month. Yes, it's Heart Month. Yeah. Exactly. So perfect time to be here and talk about vascular disease. Yeah, and you are a board certified vascular surgeon and vascular surgeon all, all dealing with the, the, the heart. Heart disease, heart surgery. Arteries, all of that good Arteries, stuff. Arteries, veins, right? all of Vascular. Yes. Vascular. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, luckily, um, people uh, are able to survive uh, longer because we are seeing some new, um, new procedures, new uh, equipment, new techniques. What's the state of uh, vascular surgery these days? That's a great question. There's, there's so many developments and so many advanced technologies coming forward at such a rapid pace. And something that we're really proud of is the ability to offer the minimally evasive approach to um, operations that used to be quite maximally invasive, large incisions, long hospital stays. Mm -hmm. And now so many things can be done with just a skin nick and a couple of catheters and wires and short hospital stays or sometimes even outpatient. And so that's a really wonderful thing that continues to develop and become increasingly available uh, to the population. Both uh, heart surgeons and vascular surgeons uh, operate to remove blockages in arteries. What's the difference? So that's, that's a really great question because it comes up quite a bit. So heart surgeons, by nature of their title, focus primarily on diseases of the heart. So heart attacks, heart failure, things like that. Vascular surgeons tend to paint with a broader stroke as far as blood vessels that, uh, that we care for. So, for example, in my clinic, someone in the morning might come in with carotid disease uh, in the neck arteries, followed by someone with varicose veins in the legs. Then someone midday needs dialysis <laughs> access creation, and in the afternoon, someone's got an aneurysm in their, in their belly, um, or someone's got leg pain from walking blockages in their legs and, and we see all of that and, and in some ways uh, treated very minimally invasively and so it's it's a wonderfully all-encompassing field of, of patients that vascular surgery cares for. So what what would you say are the most are those the most common um, vascular problems that you see from your patients? Those are those are pretty common um, I would say the most common concerns that I see are either folks who come in with carotid uh, disease sometimes discovered um, because they were scanned for something else, or mm -hmm. maybe they had had a mini stroke or a stroke, or folks who come in with leg pain, kind of generically okay. leg pain with walking, and that can fall under, under either vein disease, venous insufficiency and varicose veins, or artery disease where there's, there's blockages and the circulation isn't able to keep up with the demands of their legs while they're walking, so they have leg pain. So I'd say those are some of the most common things I see. Is there anything uh, we can do to self-assess? That's, um, that's a great point. So sometimes the signs for vascular disease are quite subtle mm -hmm. until, <laughs> until they're not. Right. Um, some things that might be noteworthy uh, for vein disease, it's, it's, if you can see varicose veins, that's uh, certainly a, a sign that there might be some vein reflux going on there. But for those folks, they also a lot of times describe swelling, aching, especially at the end of a long day standing. Mm -hmm. um, throbbing pains, some color changes. For artery disease in the legs, for example, the legs might feel cool. They might notice that they used to have a lot of hair on their legs, but they don't have much anymore. Mm. Um, there might be some subtle color changes, redness, purple, blue, some things like that. And it just hurts when they walk. Okay. A lot of times it's, I walk a certain distance, 
and I've got to stop. Mm -hmm. I really can't push myself any further. Once I take a rest, I can pick back up again, but then I've got to stop again. So to make it through a grocery store run, for example, is multiple stops. Okay. And a more extreme version of that is if the circulation is trying so hard to keep up that it can't, um, that it's reached an extreme level, then you can have chronic wounds, wounds that just won't heal. Um, and a lot of times, these folks have been to wound care for a long time, but the underlying issue may be that the circulation isn't able to keep up with the healing process. So people, they might get a checkup, their uh, physical, and the doctor will say, well, you've got uh, some plaque in the arteries, you might have a certain percentage of uh, artery blocked. Um, are there things that people can do uh, lifestyle-wise that can reverse any of that? So it's, it's, it's hard to say that any of it can be reversed, but you can do as much as you can to keep things from progressing. Mm -hmm. um, the most important thing is also the most challenging thing, which is to have a long-term lifestyle change. So it's always easier said than done to mm -hmm. say that, well, I'm gonna make a, a lifestyle change, but it's really kind of little things that add up to big changes. So one of the, the most important things is also the hardest thing, which is if you smoke to, to cut down or quit smoking altogether. And that's a lot easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Many folks struggle with that. And um, it's, it's one of the, the number one things because there's no medication that can counteract the harmful effects right. of smoking when it comes to the blood vessels. And we always, we've been hearing all our lives about throat cancer and lung cancer and so on, but no one really talks about what it does to the blood vessels oh. as much as I wish they did. Mm -hmm. And it really has a really harmful effect on the vessels in the long term. Can you describe um, to me what an aneurysm is and what that, like what, what's happening and what that does to the body? Sure thing, so an aneurysm is an, a vessel, a blood vessel that's larger than what it ought to be. There's a strict definition for it as far as size criterion goes, but just for general purposes, it's a blood vessel that's larger than it ought to be and it can have some really harmful downstream effects depending on where it is in the body. A really common location is in the abdominal aorta. Mm -hmm. In this particular location, a lot of times it's not noticed because it doesn't have symptoms when it's smaller. So sometimes there's no clue in to the fact that it's there. Sometimes there's genetics that are involved there. Parents have had it, et cetera. But sometimes you're the first one that had it and you don't know um, sometimes until it starts acting up. Aneurysms tend to grow over time. So we get worried when they reach a certain size because that puts them at higher risk of rupture, tearing. It's, I always liken it to a balloon. As the balloon gets bigger, the wall gets thinner mm -hmm. and that puts it at higher risk of tearing. Um, a rupture can be a, a deadly event. Right. And so that's one of the things that we really want to screen for ahead of time for folks who have risk factors for that. Yeah, so uh, we hear people have um, died instantly with an aneurysm. Oh, yeah. And other people, yes. it, it's with them for a long time and they don't even know it, right? Yes. Is there a age where people should start thinking about um, their vascular health and maybe getting screened? So the vascular disease tends to skew towards the later decades, but it depends on the type of blood vessels involved and what the vascular disease actually is. So for example, DVTs can occur, deep vein blood clots mm -hmm. can occur at any age. Um, varicose veins can occur at younger ages, uh, especially a woman who has had multiple pregnancies. You have a varicose vein that appears at pregnancy number one and then by the third kid it really makes itself known. But on the other end of the spectrum, 
kind of the blockages and the plaque and cholesterol buildup, that takes a few more decades usually to show itself mm. to manifest. And so that usually tends to skew on the later decades, 60s, 70s, 80s, where we see more of the um, leg pain with walking, the carotid artery buildup, the aneurysms that make themselves known. So while they tend to skew in the later decades, it's certainly not a hard and fast rule. I've seen folks who are younger with leg pain with walking in their 40s and 50s too. I was, I was on the airplane. The, the, uh, there wasn't enough gas around the tarmac for like an hour and a half. Mm. It wouldn't let anyone get up. And, I was, and then we're going to be on the flight for a long time. And people are concerned. Uh, they hear about DVT uh, from being sitting in an airplane, uh, not moving at all for hours. And this is the flight home from Naples? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Shocking. The guy says, well, there's so much weight on this plane, we don't think we have enough gas. Yeah, I've been on those planes before. Yeah. I, I, so we waited. That's uncomfortable. That is very yeah, uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But that's, a, that's an area, that's a, a point in time where somebody can develop something like that. Yes, you can, especially a flight from Naples. Um, whether or not there's a, a, an extra hour of delay from, from uh, needing to refuel the plane. Um, things that you can do to, to minimize uh, the risk of a DVT in that scenario um, would be, hopefully you're wearing compression stockings. Um, but We if need to get you some of those. You know, there are a lot of people on the plane what? with compression stockings. I'm going to get a I'm link because sure. I know you have a good link to oh, get Oh, yes. You know, they come in all kinds of patterns now. Everyone <laughs> thinks of compression stockings as kind of those beige yeah. toned ones yeah. that you see on 95-year-olds. But they come in all kinds of patterns and makes now. Some of them even look like athletic socks. And so you won't know any different. Some look like dress socks and they come in all kinds of patterns. So um, I really encourage folks to wear them, especially if they have, they know they have a long day of standing or sitting mm. in one place. But if you happen to be on a long flight from Naples and um, you want to minimize the risk of a blood clot, then try to be mindful of either doing calf pumps or moving a bit on the plane. Um, I've, I've flown long distances before and I, I kept a timer going <laughs> so that every hour I would get up and just walk the length of the plane yeah. and then sit back down. And if nothing else, it kept me awake and, and minimized the risk yeah. of blood clots too. Does, does Henry Ford Allegiance Vascular still offer uh, free vascular screenings? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we have quite a few coming up in, the, cool. in this month and next month. So the vascular screenings are done by the Henry Ford Allegiance Vascular Lab. Um, which is an accredited lab, and these uh, screenings are for folks who are over the age of 50, and they offer free screenings for carotid disease, so neck artery uh, mm -hmm. plaque buildup, abdominal, abdominal aortic aneurysms, and also checking for peripheral ar artery disease, which is the circulation disease of the legs. And for those, they do uh, a, a test called uh, ABIs, or ankle brachial index, and what they're doing is checking for the blood pressures in your legs compared to your arms um, and seeing how the, the two um, compare. Uh, these free screenings take about less than 20 minutes each mm. and the results are sent directly to the primary care doc. And if I may, I can tell you about some of the dates coming up sure, and how sure, to make that um, call. So for this month, there's three, three dates. The first one is actually this Friday. Um, it's the 18th. And then we also have two more this month on the following Mondays, the 21st and the 28th. Um, in the month of March, we have four dates on the 4th, the 11th, uh, the 14th, and the 25th. And so they're pretty evenly spaced throughout Mondays and Fridays, so um, it's, it's pretty convenient for anybody who has those dates open. Um, it's a call by appointment, and the number is 205-1301, so 1301. Great.
and for uh, heart health and uh, vascular health. If there's one thing that we can do to uh, improve our uh, health of our vascular system, what would you say? Well, I'd say, again, it's, it's the lifestyle changes. Every, every little change you can make is kind of adding a coin to the right side of the scale, tipping it in favor of, of vascular health. So um, staying active as you can within, within your ability and, and the fact that there's a foot of snow outside, but staying active, um, cutting down or quitting smoking, being mindful of blood pressure and, 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 and diet and so on. And so it's, it's little steps in the right direction that add up overall to, to vascular health. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you very much. Thank thanks you. for the opportunity to share uh, this information with the community. You bet. Dr. Wittington Chan, vascular surgeon at Henry Ford Allegiance Health. Stay tuned. We have JTV Sports announcer David Rice joining us after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. With us now is JTV sports commentator, David Rice. D. Rice, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Good, Good morning. Good. How'd, are you supposed to be in school? Uh, Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a high school student. Yep. Okay. Junior at Grass Lake. That's awesome. You're you're uh, you've you've been a fixture on JTV Sports for the last few years, and this year um, you've really kind of taken it up a notch and turned into one of our lead guys. Talk a little bit about kind of how you started working at JTV and uh, how you led up to this year. Uh, I think I was in eighth grade, and um, we were at the Christmas lunch, and uh, we were talking about. Uh, maybe having me come in and do a game just halftime and post game and that's how I got started and uh, Now I'm doing play-by-play -play, so yeah, it's awesome okay. What uh, what are the uh, you're calling some of your classmates games, which is yeah. cool. What do they think about that? They like it. Uh, they watch it um, You know, they they're always like can we cover more grass lake games? <laughs> um, and I know we try to cover everybody so yeah, so uh, you actually uh, started as like the third wheel in a yeah, um, yeah. broadcast Yeah, kind of learning the business. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, including me, I, the first game that you did this season, I think it was uh, at the um, Shot Clock Classic. Yep. And the guys were telling me that you memorized all of the ads, the scripts, the opens, the closes. Yeah, well, we've done so many games, it kind of, it sticks with you. Well, so. <laughs> it sticks with some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not everyone. No. Not everyone at all. So what do you, what do you like about it? What do you like about uh, Colin Sports? It's obviously, it's been a passion of yours for a long time. It was a passion of yours before uh, you approached us. Talk a little bit about kind of how you got into it and where that passion comes from. Uh, well, originally, a long time ago, I wanted to, I've always wanted to be on TV, but uh, more weather uh, meteorologist, and um, obviously it didn't turn out that way. Well, you're still in but, high school, uh, so it still could. David. Wait, wait, yeah. how old are you? Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> yeah, it didn't turn out that didn't way. Didn't turn out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I started my first game in eighth grade, doing halftime and post game, like you said, the third wheel, and um, yeah, now I'm doing play by play, and um, hope to uh, be back at Spring Harbor again this year. Um, yeah. 
Are people surprised that you talk to a coach ahead of time before the game that uh, there's this high school kid that's actually doing the play-by-play -play broadcast? Yeah, um, people look at me all the time when I'm at games and um, does he actually work, is he actually on TV? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you do a great job. I encourage everyone to tune in and uh, check out Check out David Rice. You'll be on the call Friday this week with Josh Burgett, and that's a big game. Um, we've got Vandercook at Hanover, so that, that's a big game. What can we expect? Uh, well, from here on out, every game matters in the Cascades. Um, I didn't expect Vandercook to have as good of a record as they did, um, and obviously Hanover's been Hanover. Um, the Cascades Conference, the top half is still, um, it's still close. Uh, nobody's locked it up yet. Um, tough physical game. Yeah, we were talking earlier, Vanderbilt Lake ranked in the AP top 10 in, in uh, their division this year, uh, this week. So people will be uh, keeping a close eye on, on the Jayhawks. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think <coughs> Coach Ray and um, their guys, they played really well this year. Is there a um, television uh, sports announcer that you particularly uh, admire or that you uh, model yourself after? Um, well, two of them, Jim Nance, um, who I've gotten the chance to meet a couple times, and uh, Gus Johnson, so mm -hmm. I, I like that he goes crazy. A lot of people don't like that he screams a lot, but um, he's just very passionate, so. Yeah, I, l I love both those guys. You can't yeah, go me wrong. Too. Jim Nance, he's, I love Jim Nance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, we know you want to keep, we know you're going to keep working here. Yep. What is, uh, what's your dream job what if you could call any game what would it be would it be a super bowl would it be baseball would it be nba finals what would it be um probably final four yeah yep. so yeah uh and obviously super bowl world series all of that's good but um mostly final four cool mm -hmm. so. what would yours be um i'd probably be the final four too to be honest with you there's that's fun. There's there's nothing better, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As long as Michigan's making it, which That's is right. not happening this year. But well, you don't know that yet, David. You don't know no. that. You forget that Michigan State got in with a suspect record last year. So yeah, there's still time. Yeah, there's still time. The, I would pick the Masters. I thought you would say the, the Masters. Masters would be good, but yeah, yeah, I watch golf not as much as um, you know to do golf, um, but I like golf. I think we actually have a clip. Let's 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 have, take a look. We have some of the work of David Rice. Let's take a look. On JTV, Michigan Center High School facing off against the Hanover Horton Comets. David Rice, that's padded out. Pat, Cascades Conference rivalry. Both these teams have kind of had a little bit of different directions this year, but uh, what do you expect? Gets on the board for center. And here's a steal by Cosmet. Just great defense right there. And he converts on the other end. Here's Blackledge, and here's Sanders. Take it all the way. Spin move. Nice move. Layup is good. Carson Sanders showing off the athletic ability. Five seconds left here in the open Sausage. Quarter. Sausage. Sausage. Couldn't get it to go, but he just gets his own rebound. Sausage. Towers over everybody. Sausage. Nicholas Cosman's going to have it. Hinkle at the buzzer. Way deep three. His dad's going nuts! Brendan O'Dowd's going! Eddie Williams, who got the pass. Nice Euro step, and White just couldn't finish. Odlam on the other end, layup is good. And Grand Ledge extending their lead, and they couldn't find it. I'll just take a shot. 
Toomey Patterson keeps in bounds with two. Patterson with one at the buzzer. And Big he got it. bucket for Toomey Patterson. That one goes. Toomey Patterson's going to have it. Here's an open three for the lead. Got James it. it. Javen Toomey Patterson. And a timeout. Napoleon takes the lead. Guys, you make it exciting. Yeah. Do you have a uh, pregame ritual like uh, Greg O'Connor? He'll eat uh, six powdered sugar. He doesn't do that donuts. anymore, but he used to. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Uh, what do you no. bring with you? What's your go-to? Um, just the energy drink like yeah. we were talking about. Um, and just game notes. Nothing special before games. So. Yeah. What, what are the kids at Grass Lake? What do you hear from them about your work? Um, they like it. Uh, I know we have a lot of support, not just at Grass Lake, but um, you know it's fun to be able to do these games, especially like you said, calling classmates games, uh, especially for all of them that are on the football team. So mm -hmm. doing Grass Lake football is always fun. Yeah, and one thing I always say, you got to keep it neutral. Is it hard to keep it neutral when you're at Grass Lake watching your literal classmates play? Is it hard <laughs> to keep it neutral? It is, um, but obviously you have to stay neutral. Um, I do want Grass Lake to win, though. Um, yeah, it is hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next time you'll be able to uh, hear and see David Rice is this Friday night. Vanderbilt Lake in Hanover Wharton live on JTV Sports. That's right. That's oh. right. David, there is a uh, special treat for you today. You are our 1,000th morning show guest. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Are you kidding me? 1,000. Are you yes. kidding me? Are you even 1,000 days old? Uh, yes, you I, are. Yes, 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 you yes. are. Well, we have a uh, lovely treated mug for you there, of course, Thank you. with some wonderful gift cards and candy. So, Dallenberg, I haven't been there in a while. Uh, well, you can, on your way back to school. I can, <laughs> On yeah. your way back to school. Um, of course, we want to thank, uh, thank the administration at Grass Lake for letting Dave leave whenever he wants to do his JTV <laughs> responsibilities. We appreciate that warrior family. Yeah. Congratulations, 1,000th guest. Yeah, I know the show was going on since the start of COVID, but um, I didn't know there was a thousand already. So it's amazing. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. A lot of people to talk to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> David, thanks uh, for all you do for JTV, and we'll look forward to uh, more of your calls down the road. Yeah, it should be a good game Friday. Uh, make sure to tune in, and thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Awesome. D Rice, JTV Sports commentator, catch David along with Josh Brigette live Friday from. Hanover Horton as Vandercook Lake heads to town. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show on JTV. With us now is Denise Owens from the Southern Michigan Winter Beer Fest. And good morning, Denise. Good morning. I, 11th year? 11th year. That's crazy. That's and absolutely you know, crazy. We only <laughs> shut down one year for COVID because otherwise we'd be looking at 12. So Yeah, because this event did happen last year. It um, did. We had to move it farther into May. Right. And then we had to kind of create a little bit different environment. Well, you know, Bart and I were just talking kind of about the whole COVID situation. We're definitely heading 
into the right direction and we're a month away it should be uh, just a great event it will be and you know notice i got some swag on oh, today nice. this is nice. this is you know every year we try to have something that uh, we we can offer out there a little supplement to the event yeah i think you actually have a family member that does uh, the uh, design work for all the publicity yes absolutely and so you know he did such a good logo a couple of years ago we had a lot of people that said hey we really like the keg man so we just Very cool. gave him a little bit of a tweaking and uh, it's your son on. it's your son give him a shout out I, it is my son yeah, well he does a <laughs> Which, good job so yeah. we should get a shout out and he actually <laughs> was just filming in la over the stadium but not for super bowl for the indycar race oh wow so he uh, yeah we were just talking beforehand he started his media interest with high school too yeah, so that's cool that's so cool so uh, this is gonna be a huge event how many vendors do we have this year and I have well I have I have I'm once again we keep the 150 beers because we we're exceeding it every year it's just mm -hmm. that now I don't want anyone to feel like I have to be committed to count every single one so yeah. we say over 150 <laughs> yeah. but we also have some new um, non-alcohol vendors such as the Cambridge cheese uh, factory that they call that's new um, some new food vendors um, some vendors that are, you know, beer-related swag. We try to keep everything to be beer-related. But, well, there's, there's, uh, there's Jim Vitito, chairman of the fair board, right there serving. So It's all volunteers. It's a it fundraiser. Is. Yeah. It is all volunteers. And actually, every year, I'm, I'm always looking for some. So if there's any interest, somebody wants to come out. We, we like to say our volunteers get an opportunity to enjoy the event not behind the table. There'll mm -hmm. be no enjoying it behind the table. That's but right. um, usually everyone gets an opportunity to uh, finish up their, their product and uh, go out and kind of hang with everyone. We want the one thing, it will be all indoors for the beer tasting. Mm -hmm. As you can see, there was a beer tasting tent out there. Well, we're not going to have to do that this year. I mean, that was in May. That was beautiful weather. Right. And, and sometimes we have sun in March and sometimes we don't. But what we are going to have is all the food trucks, the fire pits, the ice carver, all that'll be outdoors, but the actual tasting, which made my volunteers happy because it's like, who pulls the short straw to have to be out in the tasting tent? Mm -hmm. And uh, this mm -hmm. year there, there won't be. Well, that'll be nice. That'll yeah. be nice for everyone. And the space is beautiful. The bathrooms are brand beautiful. Everything's great. It is. It is. And I was really excited because the very first year that, or what, three years ago, it was all indoors the first time ever. We had even the beer stack there. We had everything done. And then County Administrator Overton called me literally an hour before we were supposed to leave on Friday night and said, Denise, you're not doing it. And I was like, no. Yeah. So... It took a while to tear everything down because then everybody had to be out of the offices. So it right. was quite an event to, to tear down. But yeah, so we're we're super excited this year. Those fire pits are cool. They are actually Bill Butler, who uh, works for us on, during fair. He he uh, manufactured those, and so they they are beautiful. I mean, we try to do you know just like fair week, we try to do everything ourselves. You know. And uh, yep, he did. So we've had a lot of fun with those. So uh, tickets are 30 if you get them ahead of time, 35 at the door. But what does 50 bucks get you? Those are the VIP tickets. You get the additional um, tokens and you get to come in an hour early. Ooh. So you get to beeline it to those special beers. And then um, we always give something away with that. And this year it won't be the sweatshirts, but we will be offering these. Um, we are actually doing winter caps because we're back in March. And uh, um, I thought I was going to have one, but they haven't come in yet. So otherwise, I was going to bring it and make Bart wear it to model it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun event. I've been to I've been to probably half of them, 
And uh, it, it is, even though it's the same event, it has a different feel every year to it. It does, and because there's always a few new people, there's always a few new um, beer representatives, and some of them have such a good time. Like we've got, we've got a cider company coming from Leslie that's new. Um, we've got uh, a, a couple of new breweries that are new, and I um, right now their name escapes me, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. I should have jotted that down. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it'll all be listed on our website once we get cool. the, their product named and that, that type of thing. But yeah. They, they're the ones who really have a good time. And some of them are like, oh, yeah, we got to work a Saturday. But by the time they get there, 5 o'clock comes really quickly. Mm -hmm. Patrons say that, not the volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at 501. I'm like, you are out of here. You know, yeah. I mean, and our liquor license shuts down at 5 p.m. So we're, we're pretty good about that. And that makes it easy on the folks that are there because the VIP starts at 11 and okay. then it opens to the public at 12. So just that little extra hour on top of that yeah, makes for it, a long day. And uh, you might think, you know, Craft beer isn't for you. There's something there for everybody. I promise you. Yeah, there is, and and we also offer you know the um, the non-alcohol ticket, which is ten dollars. And right. you, now we've mm -hmm. offered that online, so it makes it a little easier to get that ahead of time. But yeah, there is. I mean, tons of food, and people like to do the ten dollar one, not just to be responsible because they're the driver, but because they have a great time at this. Mm -hmm. You know, Mike Atkins does our music. He does, oh, yeah. yeah, DJ music, and he always makes it fun. And I, mean, I think he's actually doing a little bit of a throwback '90s theme uh, for part of his, uh, part of the set. So tune in for that. That yeah. should be fun. Yeah. Well, he put a little thread on there that, you know, he's retired from that more or less, mm -hmm. but he kind of put a tiny thread on there. He never knows when his last year is. And I'm like, well, give me a heads up before you do that kind of thing. So, but anyway, he, he really does love the event and we, he makes it a very fun thing. The year Toby Keith last year, you know, he made a big deal about that in May and, and put all of the red solo cup about 15 times. We were, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what he's going to do. He gets year. a lot of requests at uh, this event. He does. <laughs> People come from all over. They they purposely stay overnight here. They come in from Ohio, Illinois, yep. Canada. Yep. As a matter of fact, I just printed out some will call tickets that uh, were folks that were from actually from Ohio and Indiana. So we do get a lot. And I'm proud of that because we put what they say heads and beds, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, this event does. And, and uh, I think we've been a great event to, to promote the community. And by closing at five o'clock, even though we have a food truck there or food trucks so that people can eat while they're tasting, I know a lot of people actually make um, reservations and they'll eat in town afterwards. And so I think that's yeah. a, a positive too. What, with the uh, renovations, um, getting to see some of these return guests, uh, what, what, have, uh, what has your res response from them been about the new facilities? Fantastic. They can't, they, they just, they love it. Mm -hmm. um, last year, the one thing about it in May is we, and it was an indoor-outdoor, obviously the tasting tent outside, but because we still had quite a few COVID restrictions, um, we had to separate the tables mm -hmm. and it almost looked empty. Well, I promise you that's not going to be the case this year because it'll be set up differently um, and so it won't, but we spread everybody out just to be, you know, make people comfortable. Um, I'm sure you saw people with masks on last year. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. But anyway, but we'll have, you know, we'll have stuff there. I mean, we'll have hand sanitizers. We always yeah. encourage people to be responsible and you come with what your comfort level is. If you right. want to come with a mask on, terrific. You know, I mean, it is what it is. That's so right, definitely. We've just decided that, you know, and, and even though there was some talk about, you know, things at the beginning of the year, Jackson County as a whole has decided we have to stop and move, quit canceling things. Mm -hmm. We need to move forward 
and you know live our life and that kind of thing. But we try to make it so everyone feels comfortable and responsible in their own way. Can't ask for anything more than Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I want to do a shout out to Grand River because they're back at being one of our big sponsors. Um, yeah. Um, and Liberty Landfill, Joe Dunnigan, he was the first one to respond. So we've got some great sponsors in the, in the community. O&W, one of our distributors, is a sponsor too and a loyal handyman. But we've got a lot of small ones like, uh, well, not really small because All Star does all of our table coverings. Mm -hmm. And you guys aren't small because you give us all kinds of good stuff, JTV. But I mean, we've had a lot of really, really loyal folks that have followed this event and we appreciate it. Absolutely. Denise Owens, we are looking forward to the 11th Annual Winter Beer Fest. Thank Great. you very much. Thank you. Buy those tickets online for the 11th Annual Southern Michigan Winter Beer Fest. We'll be right back to wrap up the show after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Seen a lot of flights diverted over these uh, last few months, mostly unruly passengers, but an Air Asia plane was diverted because there were snakes on the plane. And there it oh is. Oh my lord. Wow. Uh, we don't know what kind of snake it was, but the Air Asia flight from Kuala Lumpur to Tawasaba on Thursday diverted. Uh, <laughs> imagine looking up and seeing that. No, it looks like an eel. Oh, yes, and it's, yeah. That's the still, but it was actually moving. Oh my gosh. I would have lost uh, my mind. I would have too. <laughs> had I seen anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Well, that's it for today. Yeah, that's it for today. Yeah. Great show. Thanks for being with us. Tomorrow we have dentist AJ Belays and Jackson County Health Officer Deborah Kabitsky later today on Bart's show. From Jackson College, Julie Hand and Rick Smith, Mark Snedeker and Myrna Burlett from Dallum, Bob Powell from Family Service Children's Aid, and Davida Quinn. That's all for today. We'll see you this afternoon. Delicious food and great friends. That's what you get when you visit the Manchester Market, located on West Main Street in Manchester. They feature an artisan bakery, butchery, a farmer's market, cafe, authentic Italian gelato, a pantry grocery store, and an amazing deli. Stop in, grab some food, 